Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today we're talking about all things mediumship. I'm going to give some mediumship history, some background. I'm going to tell you how I do mediumship personally. And then we have a really special interview with a woman named Jade who had a loss, a loss of her baby. So a little trigger warning there. That's the last 25 minutes we're going, I'm going to be doing mediumship, a mediumship reading for her. But hey, Scotty. Hey guys. What's going on? So we're back. We're back. From our Casadega, Florida trip. Yes. Which was uh, very interesting. It was. Um, the, the episode, I guess we've been getting a lot of comments about it being, uh, you know, spirit, oh. spirit haunted. Whatever. It's crazy. Okay. So when we were like, whenever we talked to Emily, the house owner, there was so much, I felt so much energy. And when we were recording, I wondered too, I'm like, is this going to like pop off? And, but listen, like we recorded, I always listen to it back before I send it to editing and stuff. And there was nothing like it was clear. And then everybody's been telling me there's this part, go listen to this part. I did this happen. Weird things. Spirit. Every um, time she was talking too. Yeah, Cause, something cause, came up. Yeah, oh my gosh, it was it was cool. Um, that's unbelievable. But you know, when we, after coming back from the from the trip, and there was you know a lot of we heard a lot of stories from people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about mediumship and seances and you know tables flying, spiritualism. Yeah, spiritualism, which and is it, a, it's a religion. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I'll tell you the truth, I didn't know what they were talking about at the mm-hmm. time. So, like anything, I like to do a little homework and research. You do. And look into it. So, you know, <laughs> first, the first thing I started with just what is, what is spiritualism? Mm-hmm. And basically, it's, it's just a belief system mm-hmm. where um, you believe that people communicate with the dead, the deceased, and it's usually through a medium, okay, such as yourself because you're, you're a medium. Right. Um, I mean, that's a very simplistic definition. You know, like obviously spirituals will probably go into it in much more greater detail than I can. But, th- but that's basically the gist of it. Um, and, and in essence, mediumship is like the fundamental, you know, the, the, the pillar of the, of the movement. Okay. Okay. So like when you think of like mediums, usually there, there's like a training involved. Okay, So yeah. like, you know, I, I guess, I mean, you're not formally trained. You never no. went to like classes. No. And, uh, but usually there's a training period of about five to eight years. Okay. Yes. Yes. In spiritualism. Um, yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that you do. Uh, this training period sometimes is called sitting in circle. Yeah. Uh, do you have, I don't know if you've ever no, heard of that. No, it's weird because like we grew up near Lilydale, New York, and yeah. that's a spiritualist community. Um, it's like we were talking about, it's a sister city to Casadega. And it was founded on spiritualism, which, which is an actual religion. So the things you're talking about sound familiar to me from yeah. living near there and just kind of like understanding some of it. Yeah. So this is interesting. Don't get it confused with the circle of consent. Oh, goodness. This is sitting in cons- oh, city of circle, oh, like we learned a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, but really, the, one of the, the, the things that need to be done, I guess, is there needs to be a recognizable evidence. Mm-hmm. That is their big thing. Um, now, they can come in a couple of ways. You know, sometimes like, you know, a medium, like a medium could do it through verbal. Okay, so like a medium would kind of get up there uh, and say, uh, and I'm sure everyone's heard something like this before, you know, may uh, the person with the red shirt stand up, I have a message for you. That's like kind of like a very simplistic uh, physical thing. And then of course the person would say, okay, yes, that's me. You know, what, what, what's the message? And like then, they're wearing a red shirt or? Yes. Well, it, either, either, or they can okay. do it either way. They can do it where, you know, I see, I have a message for a person in a red shirt okay. or they can say, you know, someone's coming through that has a red a shirt, red on. shirt so, on. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Like that. Okay. Right. Um, and the other way would be a actual like physical mediumship, like, meaning like, okay. The moving of a table, yes. The levitating, yeah. of a human evidence. or something, evidence. So, mm-hmm. so that is what they're looking for. Like they truly are looking for that mm-hmm. uh, in in spiritualism. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's why seances were a big deal. Yes, proof. They wanted proof. They wanted the proof. And and this and again, this has been throughout history. You know, you can go back to the ancient Greeks and the oracles. Oh, that really? They used to, yeah. You know, the Romans, anybody. But really, the mediumship that we're talking about came about. Roughly, or got popular, I should say, in the 1800s. Okay. So it came like from across Europe, yes. went to England, yeah. came very big in England, and then of course from England it went to the United States. Okay. So if you were living in the 1800s, mm-hmm. and, you know, the Victorian, you know, historians, Victorian age mm-hmm. and things like that, the Ouija board came about. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Now the Ouija board, you know, everyone probably does that at like a- I uh, hate that thing. No, I don't do it, but That's like, bad. you know, you did it 
you know, at a slumber party, yeah. you know, with your, your girlfriends or whatever. Yeah, I, I did a whole rant about this in one of my episodes. Yeah, yeah. how not to do that. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was actually um, an upper class, wealthy game that really? they used to do. That's how it started out. Yeah, okay. the Ouija board because of, um, you know, the letters, automated writing, which is a, a technique of a medium. Okay. So that's how that came about. Uh, the seance became huge during this time period. That's cool. Um and it attracted actually a lot of scientists of the period because the scientists were trying to figure out, you know, probably a lot of green aura guys. Yeah, oh, totally. The green aura women the were green, coming. The wait green a Victorians second. were yeah. like, hey, wait a second. Mm. Show me proof. Right. Show me the proof. <laughs> so Much like today, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things don't change. Right. So, yeah. So the green aura people get, got involved with this. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were looking for the actual physical proof of these mediums, mm-hmm. which is, I find very interesting. Um, so basically it's kind of, I mean, you can, t- you can study this for years, but I broke it down into two types. The, I feel the like me- I'm being taught to. Sorry. No, I love is, it. Is it too much teaching? No, I love it. Is You're it like, maybe I'm missing my teaching days. You are. Like, I feel like a student. Oh. I'm into it. Oh, Keep okay. going. It's like a different side of yeah, Scotty like that we don't yeah, usually see. Yeah, this is uh, teaching Scotty. This is teaching Scotty, people. Professor Scotty. So, so I Professor broke Scotty, it. continue. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I, I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> This is, you know, people study this for their entire yes. lives. I'm just kind of giving a brief overview because we only have a certain amount You're of time. You're cliff-noting it. Yeah, yep. cliff-noting it for yep, you. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so I broke it down into two, mental mediumship and physical mediumship. Okay. Okay. So so mental, um, you know, that's kind of what you do um, and other people do. There, I mean, there's like cold readings. Okay, so a lot of mediums get in trouble for cold readings. Yeah, So that's true. What's a cold reading? Um, you probably obviously know this. Oh, yeah. But... You're looking for a high probability odds. Like somebody's wearing a wedding ring. Are you married? Right. Okay. So um, somebody has a nice handbag. I feel like right. you have a lot of money. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Right. You, I just bought you that Dolce Gabangi shirt, Gabangi, whatever shirt. That, Did you? Yeah, from the one from Beverly Hills Housewives. Oh, yeah. Right. And you were out and then someone came up to you, a medium came up to you and said, oh, you must be a wealthy woman. You must be a wealthy woman. Like they didn't know. Like, I just oh, how'd bought you know? Yeah. a joke and I had a mortgage, you know, get a second mortgage. But um <laughs> No, just kidding. But so uh, yes, yeah, cold reading. Yeah, and I looked into it, and a lot of mediums, a lot of you know, and a lot of times there's there's a lot of fake mediums, and they actually later on they confess oh, and they really? tell what how they did. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and a lot of them said what they would do for cold readings is socioeconomic backgrounds. Yeah. So people of certain secu- socioeconomic backgrounds have different uh, issues. Okay. So they would focus on that. That's interesting. Yeah. So I guess someone you know that was living you know a lower income level, you know maybe. They, they would focus on different problems and things that that person that would That are statistically have. an issue for that socioeconomic right. group. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of playing the odds game. Oh, that's very, it's a lot of stereotyping and stuff it's too. It's a lot of stereotyping mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, that's some ways that they, they okay. would do it. All right. That makes um, sense. Unfortunately. Yeah. Now, there was a couple of other ones that, that, I, that I highlighted. Inspirational speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when, and this is, you tell me this all the time happens yeah. to you. So this is where like spirit actually goes through you and yeah. gives you messages that, you know, things that you would never say. Yes. And that I know happens to you. Like you'll come All back from your bike time. ride and you'll be like, I just came up with this incredible idea. I mean, for a post, this message came through me. Yeah. They channel was, through it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even you. No. It was spirit. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, all the time, you, like you'll say things and I'll be like, what are you talking about? And yeah. you're like, that wasn't me. That was spirit. Yeah, but I'll try to quote them. I'll be like, yeah. that's not me, that's spirit. But yeah. here's, yeah. The <laughs> and then idea. you like write it down really quickly. I have to write it down, otherwise it yeah. goes away because it's not mine. Yes. Um, then there's automated writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it automatic Automatic writing. I apologize. Okay. Um, and this is basic, and this is with your, like your, your children's book series that you know, we hopefully one day will get out there. Yes. You said you wrote them very quickly. I wrote three children's books. In like a half hour, but it was, it, I couldn't stop writing. It was a divine image that just came to life. Right. I and need an illustrator. <laughs> Help calling me. all illustrators. Somebody. Calling all publishing houses. <laughs> yeah. Calling all. I wish I could, I wish <laughs> they could like uh, automated artist me because I, I can't draw. If I could draw, I could get them out. That's yeah. my only issue. Mm, and I can't help you there. <sighs> yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, go on. But anyway, um, okay, so, so those are some types of, of mental mediumship, mm-hmm. which uh, people do. But then there's also the physical mediumship. And this is the one I was really kind of more interested in for today. Yes. Um, this would be your objects moving, yeah. tables lifting, yes. loud noises, yeah. doors shutting. Um, and this is where people, you know, some people believe it and some yeah. people don't. Right. And it was, I mean, I guess you could decide for yourselves, but this became very, very popular in the 1800s. And that's like a religious practice. You go yes. to a seance and the table lifts and like they put things around the room that are supposed to levitate or play on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's people say that happens. Right. Yeah. But here, Red Aura Scotty is here to show you <laughs> that it isn't always what it seems. Well, yeah. Okay. So so the popular thing was the seance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um one one uh group was the uh the Fox sisters. Uh, Kate and Margaret. Okay. In, in the eighteen fifties they became very famous. They were like the they were like the Long Island medium oh, of really? that time period. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, they became very famous mediums and they gave the movement extreme popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they would do is they would ask a question. Uh, so like, let's say, I will, will you find love? Okay. And then they would have a series of knocks. So like knock three times. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. okay. Spirit knock. Spirit knocks or okay. spirit noises. So basically they would ask, like you would, you know, they would, they would be there. They'd be the medium. You'd come to them. They'd ask a question and then a series of knocks would happen. And like, while you're there, just sitting there. While you're just sitting there. Okay. Um, and, and this went on for a long time. They would go on the road and they would go to people's homes. Wow. And, they, you know, a lot of, and a lot of upper class people were into this yes. at the time. They, they, sure. They saw it as like a show or an yeah, evening. An evening. Of entertainment. Like but anything. Yeah, like anything. a psychic party. Yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, eventually years later, they said, you know what? We were frauds. Really? Yes. How'd they, they do it? So there's a couple of things they were doing. Uh, one, they would take an apple and tie it to a string and... The other thing I should mention is that when these things happen, it's in very, very dark rooms. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they, they never do it in the light of day. They would always do it. You ever see like a seance on TV, like Beetlejuice? It's always but, at night. Then, But that would be back then. And right. That but was always dark. It was they always would, dark. Okay. Very, very dark. So okay. it was hard to see. Very dim lighting. Mm. Um, so they would have like an apple tied to a string that one of the sisters would, would move. And they were wearing skirts. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the, yeah, one of the other one was able to like, figure out a way with her toe. She like trained her big toe Stop it. to actually yeah, actually tap without anyone really being able to How see it. How loud was her toe? I, I have questions. I, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. What I, kind I of too. toe was this? I, okay. <laughs> like a Bigfoot toe. I don't okay. know. But eventually, you know, they, okay. they both came out. And the other thing is like, you know, there were people at you know, the time that were, of course, trying to disprove them. You know, mm-hmm. Houdini was a big person who was always trying Houdini, to disprove. Houdini, right. Yeah. But um, they eventually they confess. Okay. Um, Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, obviously very close to Lilydale. The Davenport brothers thought they'd get in on the game. So okay. kind of like the Fox sisters were the ones that kind of like started the, yes. the rodeo. And they claimed that they had this spirit, spirit guy, Johnny King. Okay. Which is pretty cool. I mean, I just got Phoebe. Who, yeah. Who we fight with all the time. Yeah, Phoebe. Me and Phoebe are fighting right now. But they had Johnny King. But they had Johnny King. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they, again, they would be very dark settings. Mm -hmm. They would put like items on strings and like, you know, they would fly across the, like you'd think they were flying across the room. I'm just interested in Um, how nobody saw them setting this up or. Well, well think about it like today. I, you know, I kind of thought of it like your magicians of today. Okay. Like a David Blaine. Illusionist. Illusionist. Or what's that? Who was that famous? uh, That's true. Illusionist. Um. Like Penn and Teller. Yeah. Uh, well, David Blaine. David Copperfield. Uh, David Cop- okay, David they're illusionists. Okay. These were like your illusionists so they would of the have 1800s. contraptions that were kind of ingenious. Yes. Okay. They would have contraptions that were ingenious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, table, table tipping was another big one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, so yeah. get the table to move. This is all over Lilydale. Yeah. 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 Or try to get it to, to lift a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they had like pedestals on tables um, and things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then again, they, they, they all come clean with these eventually. Really? And it, yeah. And it's like huh. a lot of strings, um, you know, some would have like, I don't know how they, they put like kind of a knife in between the table okay. and like the, the leg of the table and yeah. the top of the table and they can kind of just lift it. Remember, okay. it's very dark. Yeah. So it'd be hard to see. 
And, they and, were and just, they're good at sleight of hand. And they're very good at sleight but of hand. But people took this as proof. Like... Yes. Okay. But, but then what would happen would be guys like Houdini yeah. would go around proving like Well he if, didn't like that. They didn't like that. Yeah. So but, if you if you got yeah. big, like you know, if you got Mystic Michaela big. Yeah. Or Long Island Medium <laughs> big. Yeah. You know, Houdini's coming to see you. Yeah. He would travel all over the country. To he try loved to, to disprove me. To disprove the mediums. Yes. Right. And he did. And he the did. thing is he was. Yeah. He, he did it. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, and a lot of people like were, were fooled by it, but not Houdini. Right. So like, you know, they would have like councils and they would have the, uh, let's say the, the sisters or, or these Davenport brothers. Yeah. They would go before a council and they mm-hmm. were able to fool them. Wow. Except for Well, Houdini, Houdini. He, he understood tricks. Yeah. Right. He understood illusionists yep. and stuff like that. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. This other one, this other medium, Eva, claimed that she can conjure up ectoplasm. What's that? Ectoplasm is like, I guess in the spiritual world, like if you're a medium, it's like a substance that it, it comes out of your body. Okay. Uh, like, I don't, I, I always think of like Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's yeah. What I like the green uh, residue. Yeah. Okay. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she claimed that, you know, she could conjure up ectoplasm of okay. the spirits of the dead. Yeah. And she would do this. Yeah. And then, you know, Houdini, of course, didn't believe her. And it was basically found out later on that she was chewing up magazines, what? eating them, Ew. and then regurgitating it. That's disgusting. And it looked like something disgusting. But I here's my thing. Yeah. Like, as a historian, I don't feel like people... I feel like people are the same intelligence as uh, today as they were a hundred years ago. Like truly, you know? So like when somebody is puking up magazine pieces, how does that fool people? You know, I don't care. Like people are smart. People can see, like, what is that? I I don't know. I mean, again, a lot of these were held in dark circumstances. Okay. If you're, you know, truly. are, Are you getting into like the, the, like the photos and stuff like that? No, it was with the photos. So like in Lilydale, they have a museum. And oh, we should have checked it out in Cassidy. They had one, but everything closed at like 5 p.m. Yeah, on five a o'clock. Saturday, so we couldn't go see it. On every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Lilydale, they have a museum. And if you go in, they have all these Victorian era photos. Okay. And of the day, it was like very photoshopped, you know, like yeah. for the, they didn't have Photoshop. So people were probably like, whoa, because it was just super. But now you look at it, you're like, okay, obviously somebody just played with the film. Like it was just superimposed, like a child's face on, you know, on somebody else's picture, this or that. And that was counted as proof. And things. And so, you know, all these things, they keep them, mm-hmm. even though it kind of is, I guess, residue from when their religion was more fraudulent or yeah. something. But they still practice. Like, they still have seances and they still yeah. do healings and they still do the trained mediumships and stuff like that. Like, that still goes on. It's a very active Oh, yeah. There were signs religion. all over Casadega for yeah, that Yeah, for seances, seances. Seance at 7 p.m. and this and that. And I just, I find it interesting, like, what, I don't know. No, no. I mean, this is, like I said, it's been going on from the beginning of yeah. time. You can, you can go back all the way to the Greeks and probably yeah. before that. Wow. Um, it's it just that, you know, some are real, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm sure, you know, look, I, I've seen things yes. with my own eyes. I've seen statues, you know, fly across a table. Yep. I saw, we saw you know, a glass blow up in midair. Yeah. When my- I saw a door move on its own yeah. in the Ann Stevens house. Like, yeah, yeah. things move for yeah. sure. So, you know, I, I've seen a lot. So, and I know that there was no uh, Fox sisters there moving it. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was no in the room. No, you were alone. Yeah, I was alone. So, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it's hard. I mean, some people probably just believe it with everything they have, you know, yeah. me, I'm, Always playing a little bit of the skeptic. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I think it's, I a, good, it's a balance. Yeah. but That's I mean, interesting. But people, you know, throughout time have tried to make a buck off this. You yes, know? that's true. And, you know, even, even the Davenport brothers admitted that, you know, after the Fox sisters, mm-hmm. they saw this as a way to make money. You know, because again, like I said, a lot of people confessed after. Um, I feel like with mediumship, um, what I've noticed is, you know, watching TV and then doing it myself and like growing up in a family where it's just you know, normalized or whatever. I think like when some, when somebody on the other side talks to you or, you know, it's not so sensational. It's just like having a conversation with grandma or whatever, you know, and maybe that's not good enough for TV or good enough for a show or good enough for like a party. And so I feel like over time to make it more interesting, they add to it. They add, they add things or it has to be like, even on these TV shows when, and I love watching um, like shows about psychics and, and I love watching them, but sometimes it's like, can't they just get a normal story? It's something right. always like over the top because I feel like as an audience, we'd be bored yes. if it was just regular 
regular stuff. Right. You know? And the other thing is they do have what's called editing. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they, they edit it 10 times probably before yeah. they send it out. So, yeah. yes, I mean, sometimes I think it probably does give like a false uh, interpretation of what a reading is. Yes. Yeah. Um, to see it on TV because yeah. you're looking at like anything with reality TV, it's yeah. you're looking at little clips of something. Yeah. That or you they pick match somebody together. who's like somebody has a shtick, you yeah, know, like exactly. they're a little bit like over the top about it, or they have right. good delivery. But I can see where people want to be more entertained by it, which is interesting, like with tables right. lifting and things yeah. flying across the room and toes yeah. are knocking. You know, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's. Always, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Because at the end of the day. I mean, I, you know, it's probably the message if, in real mediumship. It's just you delivering. You're, you're the medium. You're the yeah. in-between. You're just between the, the phone. Person, yeah, you're the phone that, yeah. that someone has passed and then the person that message. wants to, to hear That's that. It. So if, you know, Aunt Susie just wants to tell you that you're doing well and, yeah. you know, just make sure, you know, you, you turn the stove off at night, you know, and get you that message so you don't pass. That's for you. Yeah. And that's not really entertaining to anybody else yeah, yeah. that's the thing yeah <laughs> like sometimes it is yeah sometimes but most of the time it means something to you and other people will be like oh right like, okay you know like so that's okay thank Which, you professor scotty oh you're welcome i know you guys saw a little bit of a different side of me today yes. but uh i figured very intellectual thank you i really really enjoyed that Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, then I wanted to talk about, um, before we get to our reading, I wanted to talk about how mediumship works for me. So we talked about mediumship. We talked about physical mediumship. You know, Scott went through his teachings today, which was pretty interesting. But now this is just, I mean, people ask me a lot, like, how does it work for you or what does this look like? So what is mediumship for me? So basically, people on the other side die and they want to communicate. That's that's a big thing. They they want to say hello. They want they want to get your attention. They want to give you a message. Um, how they come into me? I'm an empathic medium, so I get messages through feelings first, through my empathy. That's the first place it happens. So today, for example, I had a young woman who lost her dad, and her dad came through, and I felt he was stubborn and he didn't want to talk about the past, and he said. Daddy loves you and that's all you need to know. Done, period. And, and I said, and that's it. He doesn't want to talk about the past. He doesn't want to talk about, he just, want, he just needs you to know that and move on. And I guess they had a very tumultuous relationship and he never would talk about it in life. They never went through like their issues from the past. And he's kind of, that's the thing. Like you don't really change a lot of times, like your personality on the other side. So I get people on the other side coming through as they were, like as they were. So they come to me with their emotions and their personalities and their vibes. And sometimes that affects how good a reading is. If somebody's a better talker or somebody's just kind of more strong or forceful or, or whatever, you know, they'll give me more stuff. If somebody was kind of more quiet or demure, just like in life, you know, maybe they weren't the center of attention. They're not giving me as much stuff. So it, it depends with that. But I'll tell you, they all come through in one way. It's love. And that sounds really cliche, but Love is something, it's, it's God's vibration. Uh, you know, it, it, so it's a wavelength that we exist on here and then we also exist on the other side with. So it's the shared connection. So when you feel love for somebody or something, um, even if it's, it wasn't perfect, you just have that love of the, the experience with that person's energy or whatever or their, their memories or their past they come in on that wavelength. That's a door that opens. So love is how we all connect. It's how we connect to that which is greater than us. And it's how we connect to our loved ones on the other side. And they always come through love. How do I perceive them? I get this a lot. Do you see them physically? Do you see them with their minds? Like, how do I perceive them? So I can count on one hand, the number of times I've seen somebody physically like I, who's past, like somebody who I've actually seen that they look like they're standing in front of me in the flesh. Normally, I see them in my third eye, which for me is different than my imagination or different than my thoughts. Um, I can separate the two at this point, but I see them very clear in my third, and they drop in there. So if you imagine, I have like this little separate compartment in my brain, I guess, where the things that drop in there aren't mine. 
And that's what I use that part when I do a reading and I can feel that part and I try to shut it down when I'm not doing a reading, but it opens right up when I'm doing a reading or sometimes if a spirit's bugging me when I'm not doing a reading, but I get, and it looks like, um, just a slideshow in my brain. So I'll just, I'll see something. So I'll see, I'll see their bodies. I'll see their faces. I'll see them doing things. I'll see images. I'll see visuals, whatever they drop in there. It's like a Dropbox, like Google Dropbox. They just, and whatever drops in there, I see it. So that's how I perceive them. Uh, normally, what do they do to get my attention or, or anybody's attention? They tend to, I, sometimes they do touch that is, so I had a reading the other day and this family lost their dog in, in a very sad way. They lost their dog. It was an accident. It was nobody's fault, but everybody felt guilty about it. A lot of guilt. Okay. And this dog died. And um, so I'm looking at the picture of the dog and I was saying, you know, the dog just wants your attention. The dog wants you to pay. See, they didn't want to, they did think about the dog all the time, but with sadness and guilt. But that's, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. That's not the best energy to bring when you want to connect with somebody because guilt is kind of like a shut door. You have to kind of open up a little bit. So the dog, they don't talk, but was giving me this energy, like pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. All of a sudden something bit my foot. Now I'm upstairs on the phone. No, you know, I don't have a dog. My cats weren't in the room. <laughs> I scream. I'm like, Oh, cause I'm on the phone. I'm like, something just bit my foot. I'm like, your dog just bit my foot. And I literally felt my foot get bit. And the woman said, oh my God, that's how, that's how she used to get our attention. She used to bite our feet when she wanted us to pay attention to her. I'm like, okay, so she was just giving me the message, like, please pay attention to me, get rid of the guilt. And then she bit me, which was her dog way of communicating. So sometimes they do touch me. Like sometimes, like I, I almost got off the phone the other day before channeling someone's grandma and she like stuck her hand right on my shoulder, like boom. I, I'm like, oh, grandma does not want me to go yet. Sometimes they will touch me and sometimes they'll touch you too. It's not scary. It's just kind of surprising. So sometimes they do touch. Other times they just use my Dropbox. So like when I do a mediumship reading, um, so like I'll be talking about something else. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, oh, hey, hang on. What, what is this? Like, I have to explain this to you. It's just all of a sudden I get an image and I can't move on until I bring it up to you. It's like an OCD thought. Someone's personality does affect how they come in. So like I said, if they were quiet, you know, they're a little quieter, a little more gentle. That's when I need a picture better. You know, picture, I connect with pictures. Um, when I see someone's eyes, it's easier for me to connect with them on the other side. But their personality does depend how they come in. I want to mention real quick here with like, um, the only time it's harder to get a person who passed is if it's a suicide. And I think I've talked about this before. Um, people who truly commit suicide obviously are not in their right states. And a lot of time it, it takes them longer to come through because they have a hard time connecting to their human self because obviously their life was very difficult here in their own brains for whatever reason. So those, I, I can kind of usually tell when somebody sends me a picture of somebody who um, helped themselves pass or, or caused their own passing, it, they come through barely because they don't want to come through. And that's how I know it was a suicide when they, when they're not, everybody else comes through pretty strong, but, um, that's the, that's a way that somebody can show me by their reluctance to come in. Then I can tell it was something they did to themselves. Uh, but you know, and, and sometimes when somebody comes in like really, really strong, like me, 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 me. And I know it's because they passed without closure. So there's different ways people come in and, and it can signal to me because it's all emotion. Okay. They're really chomping at the bit to get in here. They must have passed without closure because that's what it feels like. So little things like that. But yeah, personality definitely affects how they come in. The other side, a lot of people ask me like, what's the other side? Like, I am just a human. Like I say, I'm just like the phone. Like if you... I'm the phone. Like if you want to talk to your loved one, you pick up the phone and you call them. You know, I'm the phone. So I use that analogy a lot. I try not to filter messages. I try to give you what they give me without any sort of my own interpretation. I try to let it just, just like the phone, just filter right through. Um, so they don't always tell me what is going on on the other side. I know there are jobs. I know that people have therapy sometimes, like what we would call therapy. I, I, I've seen people sitting 
like people who have had uh, a lot, they have a lot of learning to do after they've passed. Uh, they will go to certain places where they have to learn things before they're allowed to go to, you know, level two or phase two or whatever. Nothing bad. Just you, when you go to the other side, there's a level of personal responsibility that has to be attained. And most of us get there, but I think you can understand like people who are abusive and they passed or something like that. They're not allowed in, I call it like gen pop right away. Like they, so I will feel them kind of in a therapy situation. Somebody who passed very traumatically, um, like a long illness or they suffered or something really sad or they p- passed before they felt it was their time, that kind of thing. I feel them sometimes in a womb like situation, like where they're just safe and they're cuddled and they're just being kept okay until they can work on themselves until they can accept what happened. So they're very, you're very kept safe over there and you're very protected and you're very, you're always loved, but there's different places that you go. And, um, they don't always show me everything. I read, I think I read, um, if you ever read Sylvia Brown's books, uh, she's a medium who passed uh, a while ago, but she wrote a series of books and she's very specific about the other side, like down to the temperature and what people wear and stuff like that. And I don't see any of that. Okay. So I, you know, I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm speaking for myself. They don't show me like what, it's not like Disney World utopia over there, you know? So it, it, there's work to do. I do get that and I get what they tell me. I feel like there's jobs and there's learning and things of that nature. And I do get, I do see, we are able to be with each other and be with people that we were with other lifetimes as well. Why? Oh, here's a big question I get. Why can't they do things when I ask them to? So like, let's say dad died and you're like, okay, dad, if you're here, turn on the lights. Kind of like what Scott was talking about with the physical mediumship. Like, why can't they do that? And and I think what you have to understand is if you want to connect to loved ones on the other side, you you got to let go of control. You got to let go of how you think, of how you think they can, they should do things. And you have to accept what is happening. And then you have to accept something called synchronicity. If something keeps happening over and over and over again, and it goes past the point of it being a coincidence, you have to accept that's your loved one. Because if you don't, imagine you're on the other side and you're trying so hard to get through to somebody and they just keep ignoring it because they don't want to be disappointed or they don't want to be foolish or they just don't want to go there because it's sad to remember you. How hard is that? Like for, you know, it, it's very sad, you know? So it's important to accept the signs that you get and just let it wash over you and then ask for more to come and they will. So you have to get over control uh, because that can affect the connection. If you have control issues over how they come through, like, well, if that was my mother, she would have said this, or if this was my mother, she would turn on the lights or she would do something about my brother or she would da 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 let it go. Like, let them come through the way they can come through. There are rules over there. We don't quite understand all of them. You don't have the same brain. Your brain is gone. There is no brain anymore. You are a soul. So not all the stuff that you carried as a person, you have necessarily in your higher self version on the other side. So some things get let go, you know? So uh, you have to kind of understand that. It's not such a literal, like, it's you but like ghost, you know, it's not quite like that. Some spirits are stronger than others just because like I said, a personality or whatever. And, and a big question I get is, does everyone who dies come through? When I sit down to a reading, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And I'll be honest, like, um, with people too, like it, it depends. It really does depend. So some, I get this a lot, like my mom just died. Is this a good time without tapping in? I would say, no, like wait a few months because it does take some time for loved ones on the other side to come through. Not all the time. Sometimes like if they're, if they were ready to go, they're right on the other side right away. Like, Hey, you're good. We're okay. But if they're not quite ready, cause they're acclimating to the other side or, or all the things I talked about before, it does take them a few months, I would say. So just keep that in mind. It, it depends. Um, and I, until I'm sitting down to a reading, you know, I don't control the reading. They, they control it. I just, I sit there and I'm doing, I do as I'm told. So usually they do, but it does take some time with people who've passed, um, to acclimate and get ready to speak to you and whatnot. I had, and then sometimes it's hard because, um, I, you know, there's these mediums, you know, and they go up to people like, Hey, do you know this? Or do you know that? And, and, Anytime, it depends on who you do it to because some people don't have the ability to be excited or open to messages. The other day I was um, talking to 
we'll call it um, a mom friend. So it's somebody who's like, you know, our kids are friends. So, you know, we talk and, you know, she knows I'm a medium or whatever. We never talk about those things. All right. You know, we just talk about other things and oh, it was itching at me and itching at me and itching at me. I felt her mom. I felt her mom. I felt her mom. And I'm like, don't do it, Megan. Cause she's not going to be open to it. You know, she's not, but the mom was bugging me. So I'm like, ah, even though she's, and I just knew she wasn't going to accept the message, right? Like I knew it, but mom was bothering me. So like, what do I do? This happens to me a lot. It's probably why I avoid people, honestly, (laughs) because it's like, ah. So I'm like, okay, even though we were just talking about what our plans are for Halloween, here we go. And I'm like, do you have the same, there's something with your mom who passed and she's saying something about your middle name and then your daughter's middle name and then like her middle name. And so the mom's reaction was like, oh, yeah, well, hmm, I didn't really know my mom because she died when I was so young. So I didn't know her. I'm like, yeah, but she's coming through with something like a name. So like sometimes even if you don't know mom's personality because she died because you were so young, they might come through with more like family lineage things. She's like, well, yeah, we all have the same middle name. I'm like, oh, my God. Like that woman, like she just came through. How do I know? I don't know that. You know what I mean? But like, and and I'm not looking for credit. It's not me. And this is where my indigo gets fired up because like that woman on the other side (laughs) is trying to get to her kid and she didn't get excited about it. She wasn't like, mom, oh my God, thank you. Like she, she was just like, "Mm," cause she was like a little, she probably wanted mom to come through in a different way and it didn't happen. And I felt really bad for the dead person because it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can feel it with me, just kind of like a blow a little bit. Like, oh, because then I feel the person on the other side's reaction because she wasn't excited. It's like, I don't know what you want her to do. I mean, she just came through like that. That happens a lot. And that's why my big thing is believe it, believe it, connect to it, say thank you, even if it's the tiniest thing. Even if you walk by the Christmas tree and an ornament falls out off and it was grandma's ornament. Hi, grandma. You know, just believe it and then ask for more. Let spirit lead you in this and just see what happens. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, Scotty. Hey. Does that make sense? That was kind of my spiel. No, it definitely does. I mean, I still remember when when you told me that my grandma Annie, would, and you, you didn't know her, you never met her, Mm-mm. that she would, and I might have even mentioned this in the podcast before, would would give me every time I'd come a brown bag, mm-hmm. like uh, a, like a lunch bag, and that's you know we used to make fun of like the big thing we used to make fun of her for. Uh, I hope she doesn't get bad. Was for <laughs> what we called Grandma Annie specials, <laughs> and you know me and my sister would always laugh about what she would get us. And she'd always put it in a brown lunch bag. Right. So, you know, she would get us like like little paper, like shoes that you like slippers that you'd wear, but they were made out of paper. Right. So they'd just like break as soon as you got home, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, my dad must have told her that I was really into to baseball cards. Yeah. So she would always then go down to like, I don't know, she, oh. she lived in Brooklyn. She'd go down to like the flea market there. Yeah. And she'd buy like bulk baseball cards. That's so cute. Yeah. I mean, I never told her, but she would get like the crappiest cards. <laughs> like it was just like a stack. She'd throw them into the brown paper bag. Oh God! Like eight-year-olds, you like think? Yeah. Yeah, to be like <laughs> like nineteen eighty-two common cards. The common cards were like cards you just didn't want, like because you wanted like the the stars. Yeah. But she'd get like probably pay like a couple bucks, and she'd get like a hundred of them. But they were like all like commoners. But who like, still has them? Who still I, has I still have all, them? A, yeah. Every single one of those cards, Scotty. Right. And you now have them. the roaches are in there looking at. Oh them. Yeah. yeah. God. But um. <laughs> But you told me like she would give you that brown paper bag. So I was yeah, like, I how forgot about the that. heck would you ever know that? Well, one day I was just like, did Grandma Annie give you like brown paper bags? And yeah. you like screamed. Yeah. You were I, like, I mean, ah! Like, because you, you never met her. I never talked about her. She had passed, yeah. you know, before. Well, a long time ago. Or, or, yeah, yeah long way time before ago. me. Yeah, way before you. And then how would you know that? That was like, if there's one thing I could have thought about her, yeah. it would have been the Grandma Annie special. Oh, that's funny. Like, that would have been like the thing. And that we used to eat lobster on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the other thing. Aww. But that's a sadder story. Um, you know, but anyway. That's funny, right? Yeah. 
Well, thank um, you for accepting the message. Well, you know, we do have Jade here. Yes. She's very brave to, to come on. She's in yes. the green room. Uh, <laughs> she's from Canada. So to make her feel at home, we yes. put on a old hockey game. Hockey. And we left out a couple bottles of maple syrup for her, <laughs> which for some reason are now empty. So I assume she's been drinking the maple syrup. You know, Canadians and their syrup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, we do love Canadians. Yeah. So she's you know very brave to come on yes, and to tell. But this her, is a bit of a trigger warning because this is a baby loss reading. So if yeah. that upsets you or you're just not in the mood today, just you know maybe this is the end of the podcast for you. All right, let's bring her on. Okay. Hey guys, I am here with Jade and I am so, I'm already feeling like a ton of energy because Jade has um, so lovingly uh, decided that she would allow me to read for her and she did suffer um, a loss, a significant loss, which we're going to talk about. But first, hi Jade, how are you? Hi, I am so honored that you are here to read me and I'm just so honored to be on your podcast. So thank you so much for having me. And you're from Canada. What part of Canada are you from? Vancouver. Oh my gosh. We love Canadian. I love Canadian. <laughs> like, oh, I have a thing. I think because yeah. I used to live near Canada. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel, you know, like neighbors. Where did you used to live? Well, I lived near Ontario. So I lived um, in Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. So I, Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's like, a, you know, a very different part, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I've been to Ontario. It's really nice there too. <laughs> it is. It's very just, I don't know. Like Canada has like a vibe, like very friendly, very, you know, we polite. Do. We you always do. say, I'm sorry. And <laughs> I'm always like, I'm sorry. My friend's like, we're coming to your birthday party. What are you sorry You're for? Like, I don't know. That's why I love you guys. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to start the reading. Like I always start readings because I've never read you before. So um, yeah, so I get my information from three places. You know, you've sent me pictures of your beautiful children and I have you in front of me and I, you know, read auras. And when I tap into the aura, I get all this information and it comes from loved ones on the other side and it comes from your spirit guides. And I do talk fast, especially at the beginning. So because yeah, I'm, I'm you, a fast talker too. Oh, great. Okay. Because it like, I think like spirit just, it comes and you have so much energy. So there's I, a lot coming through. Me too. Whew. Okay. Okay. So I know I'm getting hot. Like. Me, yes, me too. That's like a sign. <laughs> Like I get sweaty when I channel. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm All excited. right. I'm going to start with my prayers. Angels, guardians, loved ones on the other side, please step forward for us today. Please answer the questions that we ask. Give us guidance and healing. In God's holy healing name, we ask you this. Amen. Okay. Miss Jade, I, I have to start with your aura. You are, you know, I think we've talked about this. You're purple and yellow. And your purple is so deep. And it it feels like it's... With when I look at your yellow, it's there and it's always been there. And you gave me pictures um, from a while ago, and you and I'm looking at you today, and I see there's more purple now than there was than there was before. And I feel like that's because I get this overall message like you had to let stuff go in order to continue on. And some mm-hmm. of the stuff you had to let go was like control or, or different things. Otherwise, you wouldn't have made it. But that survivor energy is present. It just feels like it comes in and supports. You just flip-flopped, I feel. And like you just, you know, that survivor, that yellow energy, the organization, I feel like you took life as it was and you moved forward in a new way, but very different. Um, I have to go into your beautiful baby, your beautiful baby girl, London. And if I start crying, which is what's happening, (laughs) it's because she's coming through me very strongly. Um, And it's happy. It's happy. It's just like a lot of emotion. (laughs) So I'm looking at London and... The first thing I get is I feel like I'm being brought back to her passing and she just feels very warm and I feel like it's because she was being held and I feel like it's because she and I feel like the last thing she heard were you in her ear and just giving her love and I'm getting it's very hard for me to breathe so it's hard for me to get a breath and I feel like you had choices to make and you had a choice to I don't know. I don't know what happened here, but I'm getting like there were there was a choice, and the choice was for more suffering, or the choice was for peace, and you chose peace for her. And yeah. I feel like you made the right decision. And I just I don't feel pain or anything. I just feel a struggle to breathe and just like a calm, peaceful, like bat, like almost like she went back into the womb in a way. And that was that was her illness, was her okay. lungs and oh her breathing. <sighs> um, she was such a fighter. So I feel like this took you by surprise. 
Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Because, 100%. So yeah. the way she was born, was it like a bit of a struggle? Because it's almost like... It's almost like your guides are showing me like you saw this light at the end of the tunnel and then this happened. So what yes. what is that? Like, man, I had a spiritual awakening when my water broke with her at 19 weeks. Like it just oh, wow. hit okay. me out of left field. And my angels were like, the doctors were telling me, you need to terminate this pregnancy. And my angels were saying, no, you don't. Right keep her in there. And I mean, I have goosebumps up and down my arms right now because that's what I did is I listened to my angels yeah. over the doctors and time and time again, she just proved to be a fighter and she got past every medical um, diagnosis that they, that, that they put on her. And yeah. so this really was hit out of left field. I feel like there was, so she, cause I get like, she was fine and then she wasn't like, and it feels like it happened yeah. quick. And was there, it a, did happen very quick. And was there a choice that you were, um, hit with? Cause I feel like, I feel like there was a choice. I don't know. Was it like you have to hook her up to more machines or something or. Yeah. I mean, we could have just kept her like mm-hmm. on maximum life support mm-hmm. until like the doctors would just need to like try to resuscitate her mm-hmm. and just like do a lot of inter- medical intervention yeah. or we could, we decided that, you know, like she's actually just been through so much and yeah. I would much rather her pass away in my arms. And so and, we yeah. peacefully took her off of life support and. I know I laid in bed with her, like you said, and just sang to her, sang to her, you are my London instead of you are my sunshine. That was her song. And um, just sang to her and said little messages and just told her how much I knew she was a fighter. And, and um, then we, uh, yeah, it was, it was the right decision. I knew it was. I feel it. I feel like she, and she comes through to you and your husband and your family and and especially, and we got to talk about your older daughter too, because like there's a lot with her. Um, I feel like, yes, the right decision. And I get this thing with her, like she really wanted to stay with you and she feels motherly towards you in a lot of ways, actually. <laughs> and I feel there's, but she's okay. And I know we talk about like rainbow babies or something, but she's a rain, like there's rainbow wraps around, wrapped around her. She, okay, so okay. after she passed away, it was pouring rain all day and it stopped raining and a double rainbow oh shone <laughs> over like that's oh my god so that's amazing oh my god because like yeah she was showing me she just wrapped in rain like there was such freedom in her passing um i feel she says like you talk to her every day i feel like there Mm -hmm. you have places in the house dedicated to her is it where you live now is where she lived right no, it's not. Okay. Because we just I, moved. We oh, just okay. Because I was going to say, all right, man. All right. I should have backed up because I got this thing like her saying it's okay because I come with you. Like that kind of a thing. But I... Yes. Okay. okay. So we just had to leave her bedroom and, you know, me and the kids, we kissed the wall that oh. she was last laying against. Yeah. And... But we brought all her stuff with us, so she's here. Yeah, she and I feel like you dedicate like a section of the house to her, and it's just she's part of we the family. Do, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, she is and big time. Everyone talks about her, and like, um, I I get this other thing with her. Like, you're very open to her messages to you, so I feel like mm-hmm. even though she's a baby, it's interesting because she comes through with like this elevated vibration, like almost like higher spiritual being. So. I feel like even though she's a baby, there's, oh man, there's like grandpa energy around her so <gasps> big right now. And like, my, my grandpa just her. passed away. Oh okay. my God. And I have not put that on social media okay. at all. He's holding her and, oh my God. She, and, and she's just wrapped up in him. And it's, I think it's, I don't know when she passed. I don't know that, but she looks about like two or three years, like toddler sized right now. And like, even though, how long she is it? She just turned three. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Two days so, ago. Oh, cause she's got that like toddler body and she just wrapped around grandpa and he's so happy. And so he wants you to know that she's saying, I'm taking care of him. It's kind of like what the vibe is. Like I'll take oh. care of grandpa, but there's. It, he's he's okay. I feel like he passed, even though he was obviously, I'm sure, elderly. Um, yeah. I do get it happened kind of quick and without like a ton of closure. So it did. Yeah. And I know like when somebody's older, sometimes it's like, oh, you just want them to go peaceful. And, and it's a different kind of sadness. But he feels so happy with her. 
I feel like she visits you all a lot, like with dreams and not just messages and stuff like that, but a lot of dream stuff. But I feel like she comes through very funny. Like, I feel like she tries to come through with a lot of funny messages and a lot of like silly things. And it's a lot of times when you and the kids are all together, like you guys are all together with the kids. And because I'm getting like laughter brings her around. Oh, yeah. And I feel like she was a laugher herself. (laughs) So, yeah. She was. And we find signs from her all the time, especially my kids. Like they find signs in everything with her. It's really cute. What would you say like to, I guess, because I uh, I think the number one thing I get when I'm doing a reading is a lot of people will be like, well, why can't my child connect to me? You know, what would you say is just what's your advice? And I've given my advice, but like, what's your advice for, because you believe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I would find the common denominator, um, between you and your child. And what was one thing that like represents them? Mm -hmm. And then do you often see that? And you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, when you see, um, I mean, just for a random example, say your child loved red balloons. If you are like driving down the street and you see someone holding a red balloon, which you probably never would, but just know like that, that would be a message from your child is when you find things in your day-to-day life that represent your child. It's always a message from the other side. It always is. That I, I absolutely love that. Cause I feel like, so assign something to them and that really yeah, encapsulates exactly. like, their memory. And, and yeah. And, and really try to say like, and, and try to connect with spirit. Like, if you want to receive signs from them, ask them, say, can you please send me a sign? And I promise you, you'll get that sign, whether it's the song coming on, commercial on the TV, whatever it may be, it's there. They, yeah. they, they are very powerful. You just got to be open to it. And believe it, right? Like that's a big thing. 100%. Believe it. Yeah. Believing uh, it. Yes. When I look at you, because you sent me a picture of you in London when she was just a little peanut. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and she's so such a happy baby. So alert. So she was so, so happy. Yeah. So happy. So alert. So I feel like she had a lot of independence in her too, that she like, she, she did. Did yes. she? Yeah. Like she really want. she really had this hunger to, and it's just her little body just wouldn't keep up with everything she wanted yeah. to do. But I, exactly. And I feel like now I'm getting like the bigger picture message from her. Because she's on the other side and she's definitely like you were her, you're her mother. And you mother her in a different way, not the way you wanted to, but it's definitely a different way. Cause I feel like there's a memory thing with her and I feel like other babies benefit from this. So I feel like through her memory, other babies are being benefited. And I feel like it's, this is where the yellow thing comes in with you. Cause I feel like you have this way of organizing yourself and her memory to help other children. What does this, does that mean? Cause I get, that's what she does. Like for that, she motivates I, I get you. this message from other people a mm-hmm. lot that, um, her, our story has just impacted their life in so many ways and that they don't take the day-to-day things for granted. I don't personally see how other people view me, but I get a lot of these messages that like London has changed their life. Oh my gosh. Maybe just because you're not shy to share the pain that you've gone through. Um, yeah. You're just very out there about it. Oh yeah. And I think that that's helped with you with your healing. I think like, you know, we just saw Chrissy Teigen go through something unspeakable mm-hmm. and I yeah. feel like it, it was hard to watch how people... um commented on how yep and how when she chose to share her loss oh yeah and you know what in fresh in my grief I was also shamed on social media like horrible thing horrible things that I I won't even speak on your podcast Mm -hmm. um and I just couldn't believe it it's just not okay so I feel also the need to get out there and be like this is okay we are allowed to share our feelings and our loss and remember our babies and so I hope other people that go through this don't feel like they need to be quiet about it and suffer in pain alone. It's, you know, I also notice this too in mediumship, like sometimes the ego feelings like shame or guilt, like they can actually block spirit from visiting you or connecting. Like if you feel bad about something or shameful or just like um, that actually talking about it openly can let them come to you more easily because you that's it facilitates that connection so yeah i i absolutely feel that um Mm -hmm. okay so i mean she's a cheerful little baby and i again i get something even bigger 
then, I mean, the story is huge. The impact's huge. But I also get something with, I, I feel like, okay, I realize, you know, you went into a little bit like she was born premature and, you know, she was fighting, 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 fighting. And at the end, something, you know, took her. I feel like there's still needed attention for this, like what you went through. And I feel like she brings awareness to that as well. So I do get mm. something with her and her memory and um, like the bigger, like sometimes spirit will give me the bigger picture thing, like where I don't know what this is yet, but I really feel London influencing something with healthcare, something with how mothers and and children that went through what you guys went through are treated in the future. So it, it just means, I don't know what, the, so I feel like this could be something that they learned from her experience medically or whatever. I feel like there's attention being brought to it through that. Um, okay. I have to look at your other kids because she's talking about Ayla, right? Who's your, yes. Okay. So when I look at, and it's okay to say her name, is that okay? Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. So she's a little yellow blue girl. Now she's like what, eight? How old is she? Eight, nine? She's yeah, she'll be nine in January. Ah, okay. Um, she's a little yellow blue. Like, I feel like she's a little mommy. I feel like I-, I can't imagine like like when something like this happens in a family, I feel like you dealt with it, <laughs> you know, the way you as it comes to you. Like, all right, you know, and nobody has to be anything today. And I feel like that's yeah. especially helpful for Ayla because I feel like she's got this thing like where she wants to be strong. And I get that she felt like she lost her baby too. Like it, oh, like, she, oh, she did. She, yeah. It was, it was a whole nother level of me grieving, like yeah. watching her grieve. I mean, yeah. she was grieving like she lost her baby too. And yeah. she turned into a different, a different person. And I'm like, I, I was dealing with like, um, like almost like a problem child. Like I, I didn't know how to manage her or handle her. And she was just all over the place. And, and Leo came in and healed her and she's just that's your baby right yeah yeah and so I'm just like so excited to learn about her aura now too because um she's just totally become this like amazing little girl and I mean her teachers are even just like blown away at how like what a beautiful little person she is and I think that this loss she is very mature (laughs) and I think that this loss has really just shaped her into who she is for the future I mean, yeah, she's she's an old soul, but she's also like, and and I think like when you know, however, three years ago, um, dealing with all the emotions and what they were, like she wasn't like developmentally caught up to her emotional intelligence or her spiritual Correct. intelligence yeah. yet, and now it's starting to kind of, you know, it's sp- sped up that process obviously, and now it's trying to like, you know, they can kind of balance out. But I feel like with her, that's what you get. Like she's like a like. <laughs> a 40 year old woman you know like yeah, in this little nine-year-old almost nine-year-old body she's like, hey, Mom, i'm gonna go make my lunch now yeah, like, okay. <laughs> that's so yellow though too like yellow yeah. kids are so like i'm gonna cook because you know i'll do it better than you anyways so like yeah. oh yeah she made pancakes <laughs> on sunday morning like <laughs> that's great and she's just little mommy and i feel like um London comes through to her all the time. Like, I feel like they, she comes through to her a lot. And I get, like, I feel like she talks to London and I get some, like, remembrances of London or little keepsakes. She feels like a memory keeper. Ayla yeah. does. So I get her, like, mm-hmm. really important that she keeps the memories because I'm getting something, like, between them. That's how they keep their sister bond going. So Aww, I love that. Like, little memories, stuff like that. Um, And then your middle guy is cash right Cashton, yeah and he is super oh, so like sweet. he london's every part of his day like he's like mommy that's a sign from london like he doesn't forget about her and it's been like almost two years now he's very and- he's he's his blue like throws me over that's how strong really? he is so strong um what okay, a little, such so- a little empath he is. He's very spiritual. He's got a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he doesn't know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just very curious about him as well. So he's very blue. Like, and I feel like, you know, so he's just one color. Well, because he's a kid, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And I have to look at your husband. I don't, I don't think you sent me a picture of your husband, but he's. I think he absorbs a little bit of your husband, too. Okay. But <laughs> I think so. But he definitely he's he's a baby. He's like mama's boy for sure. Like, I feel like yeah. he's. 
extremely um and that's why his emotions can be all over the place i feel like he gets so much stuff he doesn't know what to do with it so he does a hundred percent and so i don't even yeah. know how to deal with that yeah yeah you're just working on it like with articulation of like after he has his little moments you're like how do you feel now what is it and you know kind of going through it but i get with him he's like me i feel like he channels emotion so I feel like that's how, when I connect to somebody on the other side, like when I connect to London, like I get a lot of emotion. That's where it starts. Yeah. And I feel like he does that too. So okay. sometimes I feel like he can like start acting out emotions and they're not even his. And he has, and so that could be something you might, I'm sure as a mother, you, you're into this stuff. So you're already doing it. Like you might want to take um, a cue on like, who is he being right now? Because that feels like a thing yeah. for also. Did they, okay, there's something with him in London and sleeping. <laughs> so I'm getting, did they like, what is that? Did they share a room? Did they sleep together? What is that? No, they didn't. But every night after she passed away, he would see her above him. Oh my God. Oh. He would be falling asleep and he would say, mom, London's smiling down on me right now. She's right there. And he'd point at her. And He's it fun. was like, every time we were falling asleep, he would see her. Wow. Well, I feel like she was sleeping with him to comfort yeah. him and to keep yeah. him keep him um, comforted. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's beautiful. All right. It was almost felt like they shared a room. That's how close. That's how much. That's how much they were. They were pretty close. Yeah. And then little Leo, he's your baby. You have now. So he's you my had little baby. Oh, he's your little. He- yeah. He's he healed everybody. He's your little healing. He did, and gift. you know, he was actually born exactly. He ended up being a little bit early, and he ended up being born forty weeks exactly after London passed away. So, like, my God. both of them on a Friday, and it was forty weeks. I mean, and it's forty just weeks, crazy. the length of a pregnancy. You know what I mean? It's like exactly. Wow, it's like I get with him. He okay. I feel like with him. He's just, all right, he's totally a gift from above. Like, he's obviously his own person. That's for sure. Like, I see I see that. But yeah. he feels to me like he's extremely, um, and he met her. He met her. Like, they had contact. This is, like, a big thing I get. And I get this, I get the letter M. I have no idea what that is. I get the letter M. And I get this thing where they contact each other, They and, and she sent him off and i get well his name was actually supposed to be maximilian really that's funny. yeah his name was max until we ended up naming him leo to match london's middle name oh are you one of those like um when you see them you they get a different name or something uh, no 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 but like i just i didn't think i thought i was having a girl yeah and um yeah when it was a boy i was like oh like, crap oh. i'm like if it's a boy it's gonna be max but didn't really think it was a boy that's so funny well yeah. i feel like that's that's her little like you know hat tip to that yeah and i yeah. that's cute and i feel like she sent him to you know they met and they've they shared energy and i feel like he's just i get him putting his hand on your heart or his hand on your throat or his hand like i feel like he's got a healing hand situation thing going on and he knows when to touch mommy and i feel like Aww. you needed that touch and i feel like he's a little bit of a clinger, which is, <laughs> I feel like you kind of needed that. Yes, and yes. he feels, and now you're yellow and I love yellow moms because yellow moms, even if you don't think you're doing it, like you have a way better schedule than most people. Like, trust me, I'm pretty sure you do. But like, I really? feel like he's the one that broke you. Like, I get he's the one. <laughs> like, Thank you. He totally did. Yeah. He totally did. <laughs> like he's the one that broke that. Cause I feel like he's so sweet. Like you just give him what he want. Like, all right, you want to just a hundred percent. I'll hold you and instead of put you he, down. You know, like that. Kind of, like he wakes up. I'm like, okay, you like, just come with sleep me. with us. It's fine. Yeah. Like he's just whatever. Whereas, like in the old days, it was like, all right, Ayla, you know, you can sleep in your yeah. bed. You're good. Like that. Yeah. that little Leo got it t- completely different. Um, I I get with him. It was that healing baby. But let's talk about another baby because I am getting such a. I'm getting a girl vibe, like really strong <gasps> coming through. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it feels like, obviously babies are up to you. It's free will and your choice and all that. But yeah, man, I really, cause I see you kind of like, you know, we to get really all new want stuff. one more. So I feel, and it feels so imminent. <laughs> I want to say that like you feel like when I, you feel like you could be pregnant like now or very soon. So I mean, I've been sick for the last four days and I said to Cody, I need to go to the test. So I'm going to go 
get that test and I will DM you and let you know. Yeah, please let me know. Because like I get this thing, like it's very imminent. Like she's on top of ya. And she feels like a really strong energy kid, which is good. But it's funny because sometimes I'll see things like I see because all of London stuff, did you like gift that? Like the stuff that wasn't Not neat. all of it. I okay. have about half of it. Because I'm I'm seeing you needing new like be like oh my gosh i need new stuff like you, things you didn't think you'd need again you're like all right i'm gonna rebuy it but like that wonderful inconvenient feeling like oh i gotta get yes. that again like that and so i really feel that happening for you guys um oh we have God. to talk about the sweatshirt you're wearing can you please okay. tell that story <laughs> oh my gosh so okay so for everyone i mean i know there's um i'm in your mystic michaela family spiritual group on facebook and i shared my story about the number 17 with london everything to do with her was the number 17 okay and so i was um talking to my husband last night about how i'm gonna be you know doing this reading with you today and um i'm gonna be talking to london and i'm so excited and i picked up my phone and it was 717 and you know her face is on my screen and i'm like oh my god I'm like, it's 717 and I'm talking about talking to London tomorrow. Aww. And then literally the doorbell rang. I mean, it's it's seven o'clock at night. And I'm we're like, who is that? And it was this London sweatshirt in purple. Oh my gosh. Getting delivered. And I my Cody's like, oh, it's it's a blanket or something. I'm like, a blanket. And I opened it up and it was like London. And I was just like, It's oh a sweatshirt my that said God. London. That's crazy. I mean, all at the same time. Yes. It was just wild. And she that's her being like, hey, mommy. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's me. Like, this package is getting delivered at 7.30 at night, pretty much. Weird. Oh, my god. it's like, that's how spirit works. Mm-hmm. They work in mysterious ways. Yeah, like, you can't set... You could never even imagine it, so just let them do what they do. <laughs> like, exactly. that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Jade, where can we find you to hear more about your story and everything else? So you can find me. My Instagram is at Jade Brittany blog. And then um, I also have a website, www.17letters. And that's spelled out the, the word 17. Um, and you can go on there and find my story about my spiritual awakening. Um, also my pregnancy with London, my pregnancy with Leo and all of my stories on there. Thank you so much, Jade, for being with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys. Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Thanks so much for checking this out and hanging out with us today and listening to this awesome story. I appreciate you. You all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app.